Hello and welcome to Glory Life Teaching Ministries. I'm so excited to be bringing to you the word of life. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Oh, let's say a word of prayer. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your message. We thank you, Father, for the privilege of being partakers of your word, of being partakers of your law. We appreciate you, Father. We thank you and thank you and thank you and thank you. In Jesus' precious name, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. All right. We are going to continue where we left last week. The part two of what the message last week. We are going to continue from there. And I'm so excited and I know that by now, if you have been following us on this series of The Father's Love, that is the whole title, the whole title of this series that has taken us almost two and a half months now. It's titled The Father's Love. Uh, you will notice we've gone to the various aspects of the Father's love. Uh, we, we said the Father's love was, is understanding the Father's love is what makes you to free yourself, what frees you from sin and guilt and brings you into his presence continuously. Um, it is true that every environment of love will always produce peace, will always produce a, a, a devotion, will always produce a relationship, will always produce intimacy. Every environment of love will always produce intimacy, relationship, devotion. So when we understand our the love of the Father for us, it will be easy to have intimacy with him, to have a relationship with him, to have devotion with him. And I believe one of the reasons why we are not able to devote our lives in, in, uh, in the word of God, in our worship, in our praise to him, is because we've not understood the power of his love. We've not yet come to a point of understanding that his love for us is unconditional. And we have not even expound on his love. We have not explored it. We just, we, we kind of know it. Just, you know, we hear about it, but we've not studied it. It has not sink into us. Now, let me say this to you. Um, in the scriptures, especially in First John, you will notice that the scripture says that there are three that are grace here on earth. And that he mentioned the word, he mentioned the blood, and then he mentioned the spirit. And then he says in heaven there are three that agrees to that he mentioned the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And they all agree in one. Now as a Christian, let me say this, as a Christian, you, you have to study the word of God to the point where you start having a relationship with God. In other words, you have to have intimacy with the Son, you have to have intimacy with Jesus Christ, you have to have intimacy with uh, with the Father. So intimacy with Jesus, intimacy with the Holy Spirit, intimacy with the Father. It's, it, this is absolutely vital. 
Uh, most Christians, they know more about the Holy Spirit, but they don't know a lot about the Father. Others, they know more about uh, uh, the Son, but they don't know more about the Holy Spirit. The, the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we as believers have to come to a point where we have intimacy with the three, the, the, the Trinity. That is, we have to come to a point where the love of the Father is real to us. The love of the Holy Spirit is real to us. The love of Jesus Christ is real to us. And thereby enabling us to have intimacy with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus and the Father. Hallelujah. It's very important. I mean, that's why Jesus spoke about what Jesus came and revealed the Father to us. You see that in the New Testament, Jesus kept using the word, I and my Father are one. I and my Father are one. He was talking about what? His relationship with the Father. He was talking about intimacy with the Father. Amen. So as believers, you need intimacy with Jesus Christ. You need intimacy with the Holy Spirit. We need intimacy with the Father. Now, with Jesus, understanding his death and resurrection and becoming one, with him and with his spirit with his spirit becoming one with his spirit knowing that the spirit of christ dwells in you helping you to help you to be transformed molding you into the very image of christ hallelujah and thereby empowering you to live a victorious christian life praise the lord hallelujah so this is so important we need to understand and there's only one thing that can bring you to that point there's only one thing that can bring you to the point of having intimacy with the holy spirit with jesus christ and with the father hallelujah now it is through jesus christ it is through christ the finished work of christ that we are able to know the holy spirit and we are able to know the father so if you want to begin your intimate walk with the father start with christ start with his word start with him because if you don't under if you if you don't get the understanding of who christ is what he has done for you if you don't have the understanding that you are in christ jesus and christ is in you it become it will be difficult to even have a relationship with the holy spirit now let me also say this having the gift of the spirit doesn't mean that you have a relationship with the holy spirit I want to make that clear to you. Having the gifts of the Spirit doesn't mean that you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. No. The gifts of the Spirit, they are grace gifts. And God can choose to give this gift to anyone. And not only that, anybody can convert these gifts and start seeing these gifts manifest in their lives. But there are no indication that that person is having intimacy with the holy spirit no they are no indication hallelujah that's why you see paul writing to the church in corinthians rebuking them you see they have the gift of the spirit but paul called them babies he said they were yet carnal they were not mature they were not spiritual even though they have the gifts of the holy spirit manifesting in them hallelujah so it's important for us to understand the love of the father it's very important for us to understand. You see, in John 3.16, now watch this. 
in John 3 16, the scripture says, God so loved the world. Now, I want you to pay attention. Each time we quote John 3 16, it's like we don't try to meditate and understand what God was saying here. He said, God so loved the world. Now, when did God love the world? When did God love the world? As at the time the scripture was saying that God so loved the world, Adam has already sold out to the devil. The devil has already taken the, the rulership of the world. And here is the, the father telling us that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son into this world. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see that? So you must understand that even though the blood of Jesus Christ has not been shed on the cross, Jesus has not gone to die on the cross for us. The scripture already stated that God so loved the world. He did what? He so loved the world. This is so important. I, I, I want you to understand the power of his love. God so loved the world. God so loved the world. We are told in the book of Corinthians, he said, God reconciling the world his, to himself, not imputing their sin unto them. Did you see that? Not imputing their sins unto them. Not putting sin in their account. He was reconciling the world through Christ Jesus. So it's important for us to really pay attention to the love of God. Praise the Lord. Now, let's begin this morning uh, by going to uh, Ephesians Let's go to the book of Ephesians. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And then um, verse 1 and 2. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. The scripture says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love. He said, be ye followers. He said, we should imitate the Father. We should imitate the Holy Spirit. We should imitate Christ Jesus. How do we imitate the Father? How do we imitate God? How do we follow God? He said, walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savour. So we imitate the Father, we imitate the Son, we imitate the Holy Spirit by what? By love. In other words, it takes love to imitate God. Can you put that down as a statement? It takes love to, imi to imitate what? To imitate God. It takes love to follow God. You follow God by love. You follow the Holy Spirit by love. You follow Christ Jesus by love. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. Now, I, I want us to look at this other scripture that I believe was, will bless you so much. Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs 16, verse 6. 
Provisor, extreme verses. Look, let me read it from this, the new translations. It said, by loving devotion and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. Listen to it, listen to that again. By loving devotion and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. And by the fear of the Lord, one turns aside from evil. Praise the Lord. By loving, devotion, and faithfulness. Now, if you read this from King James, King James put it this way, Proverbs 16, verse 6. It said, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. Now, I want you to meditate on this. Take time to meditate and think, think deeply about what God is saying here. By mercy and truth, iniquity, sin is what? Is purged, is cleansed, is forgiven. Now, the reason why in the New Testament, God cannot remember our sins no more, and he has forgiven our sins once and for all, is because of his love. It's because of what? His love. And because of his love, because of his love, his, his truth, which is his word, has been revealed unto us. By loving devotion. By what? Loving devotion. Sin is Page, sin is washed away. Now remember Ephesians chapter five, where we read Paul said, "Be ye followers." He said, "Be ye followers of God." Let's go back to Ephesians chapter six again. Ephesians chapter six. Oh, sorry, Ephesians chapter five. Let's see what Paul was saying here, verse one and two. He said, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love. Be you followers. Be you followers. So we follow God by what? By love. We follow God by love. How? You see, by his love, by his message, and by his truth. Our iniquities are purged. Our, our iniquities are washed in the precious blood of Jesus Christ through his finished work. And he will not remember our sins anymore. Our sins are forgiven. They are no longer written down against us. And he's no longer holding anything against us. But you see, he takes the understanding of his love to accept this truth. It takes what? It takes the understanding of his love to accept this truth. It takes the understanding of his love to understand that your sins and your iniquities are forgiven. I'm telling you the truth. People of God, listen carefully. It takes understanding of God's love for you to accept or believe that your sins and your iniquities are forgiven once and for all, and that Christ Jesus will not remember your sins. Look, he, he, 
He has no capacity to remember your sins. Amen. Now, there is something that is so, in fact, I'm here to, to study deep into it, but I will say it, and I want you to pay attention here. Let's go to Jeremiah 31. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah. I want to open you to something here concerning the love of God and his message. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah 31. And let's look at, this is where God spoke expressly about the new covenant, what he was going to do in the new covenant. So it's, it's very important for us to get the original intent of God concerning the new covenant. When we're able to do that, then it will give us understanding. We will get understanding to what the scripture says in the new covenant, uh, especially in the uh, in the epistles for us. Praise the Lord. Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31. Watch here. Verse 33. Jeremiah 31, 33 to 34. Listen carefully. He says, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those that says the Lord, I will put my law in their inward part. He said, I will put my law, that is his word, in their inward part. Amen. And write it in their heart. He said, not only will he put it there, he said, he will write it in our heart. Now, this is so important. These words are so vital. I want you to appreciate the love of God. I want you to appreciate the love because most of times we just confess with our mouth, yes, I know God loves me, I know God. But then when challenges come, we begin to doubt God's love. When we are confronted, we begin to doubt His love. When things are not working for us the way we, we, we expected, they will begin to doubt whether He really loves us, whether He cares so much about us, and we try to doubt what the Scripture says about His love for us. But you listen carefully to what he's saying here concerning the new covenant. Now, throughout the New Testament, uh, the Old Testament, this is one place where the new covenant was revealed. The details of the new covenant, the root, the backbone, the foundation of the new covenant was revealed. It was revealed to prophet Jeremiah. Hallelujah. It's after those that says the Lord, I will put my law in their inward past, that is in their heart. And write it in their heart. So he will write it in their heart. And will be their God. And they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more. Every man his neighbor. Every man his brother. Saying know the Lord. So we will no longer be telling our neighbors. Encouraging them to love the Lord. Why? Because his word was going to be written. He was going to write his word in our heart. This is so important. Now, watch this. In the Old Covenant, he wrote the commandments on stones. On what? On stones. And then we, we see that writing as so glorious. And when Moses came from the mountain with those stones, the face of Moses was so bright. The face of Moses was so bright that they could not even look into the face of Moses. But here... God is telling us that in the new covenant, instead of writing his law, 
in on stones. It will no longer be on stones. It will be in our heart. It will be where? It will be in our heart. That is what Romans 5, 5 says that the love of Christ has been poured into our heart. So meaning that the new man, the man that is made you inside your spirit, God has written his love in your spirit. God has what? God has written his love in your spirit. You need to understand this fundamental truth. This is how to walk in the reality of the new covenant. And I want to pray something to you. And please, study scriptures. Don't just take it. Don't just, oh, pastor said this. Pastor, no, study scriptures and understand this truth. Hallelujah. He says they will no longer teach one another. They will no longer be encouraging one another to know the Lord. Why? Because he would have written his word in their heart. He said, for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, says the Lord. Look, now look at this. He said, I will forgive their iniquities. I will do what? I will forgive their iniquities and remember their sins no more. Now, this is so important. Now, here, you won't see the word. You won't see where God is saying that I will be merciful to all their unrighteousness, their sins and iniquities, I will remember. He went straight to the point. He said, I will forgive their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. This, is, this was a straightforward statement. But then when you go to the new covenant, when you go to Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12, you will notice the scripture says that I will be merciful to all their unrighteousness. Their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. But that is not what was said here. In Jeremiah, he didn't bring that word, I will be merciful. He didn't bring that word, I will be merciful. And we have to ask ourselves, why didn't God bring that word? So how come that that word was written there? Hallelujah. I don't want to go deep into that area. But what, let me just give you a glimpse. In Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, now remember I told you last week that the word mercy is also translated loving devotion or his love or loving kindness. Amen. The word love is also translated what? The word mercy is translated his loving devotion. That's where we are putting this title or his loving kindness or his faithful love. If you read different translations of the Bible, you will see it. But then if you go to Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12 and you try to find that word, I will be merciful. That word merciful, if you try to search the strong numbers of that word, that word is not there. That You will find that word there. You will find the word, I will be merciful. You will find the word merciful. That is used in Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But why did Jeremiah say, I will forgive their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more? You see, the reason why Jeremiah said this and never used the word, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. I will, I will forgive their sins and iniquities. I will not remember no more. I believe, this is my own opinion. Please, you can go and study the scripture for yourself. Don't take it and build a doctrine on it. And don't go and say, I, uh, the Bible, the Lord said, no, this is me. This is my own opinion. And I believe it is true. But you study the scripture for yourself. In Ephesians chapter 1, the scripture said that we have been accepted into his beloved. 
or into the beloved. Into the beloved. Hallelujah. You see, the word mercy is translated loving devotion. And in Ephesians, we are told that we have been accepted into the beloved. So I believe that's the reason why Jeremiah didn't bring the word, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and I will remember their sins and iniquities, especially that word merciful. I believe that's the reason. So if you go to Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12, you will see that the new translations omitted that word, I will be merciful. It's only the old translations, King James and some other translations brought the word, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. But you go and find out in the New Test in the Old Testament where it was written, and you will notice that it was not written. The word I will be merciful wasn't written. The reason why I believe the writers put this word over there is because they could not just understand how they, they, they thought it impossible that it, it has to be because of his mercies that he will not remember our sins. And let me tell you, the word mercies there means loving devotion. It means his love. And the scripture says that you have been accepted into that love. You are not dwelling in that love. You are inside that love. You and I, we have been accepted into that love. Because we have been accepted into that love, your sins and your iniquities, he will, he will not remember. He cannot remember. He doesn't have the capacity to remember your sins and your iniquities. You see, that is why he gave us love as his commandment. Hallelujah. He gave us love as his commandment. Now, to go further in Ephesians chapter 1, where the Lord spoke about, we have been accepted in his beloved. You can find that Ephesians chapter 1 verse, um, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 going. It says, Blessed be the Lord God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places and has chosen us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy without blame before him in love. And then verse 6, he said in verse 6, To the praise of his glory, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. Now, accepted in the beloved then is referring to Jesus Christ. That you and I, we have been accepted into Christ Jesus. Because we have been accepted into Christ Jesus, the Father can no longer remember our sins. Our sins and iniquities are purged and cleansed and washed away once and for all. Hallelujah. And because, because of the nature of the new covenant, his law, which is his word, is written in our heart. Is what? Is written in our heart. So now let's go to Hebrews, Hebrews 8. And let's look at what the writer of Hebrews, I believe, it was Paul who wrote Hebrews. Uh, most Christians say otherwise, but if you read it, if you read it carefully, you just see the the you see you see Paul all over the place. Hebrews chapter eight. Now let's let's look at Hebrews ten first. Hebrews ten, 
verse 15 to 18. Watch carefully. Listen carefully. Hebrews 10, 15 to 18. It says, Well, for the Holy Ghost also is a witness of us. So these things that we are talking about, that God will not remember your sins anymore, that you have been accepted into his love. You have been accepted into his what? Into his love. And because you have been accepted into his love, he will not remember your sins. Why? Because his love is written in your heart. You are going to be walking in his love and he will not, and because you are walking in his love, you will not sin. Now, look, you can write this down. Any man walking in, this, in the Father's love is not capable of sinning. I know this will sound so blasphemous. Uh, some of you say, this guy is blaspheming. Look, listen carefully. This is the truth. And that's why Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Including sin. You will know the truth and the truth will free you from sin. It will free you from what? From sin. Not just from the devil. Not just from witches and wizards. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Praise the Lord. The truth is that his love is written in your heart. And as you are walking in his love, you don't have the capacity to sin. That's the truth. Hallelujah. His love is written in your heart. Say that with me. The love of God is written in my heart. And I am walking in that love. And I don't have the capacity to sin. Look, this is not pride. This is pure gospel. And if there's one area the enemy is using against believers is the area of sin consciousness. Is the area of what? Sin consciousness is a demonic bondage that has held so many people bound. Praise the Lord. So let's, let's, let's look at what the Holy Ghost... They say, Paul is saying here that the Holy Spirit is our witness. And let's look at it. Wherefore, the Holy Spirit also is a witness to us for after that he has said, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. So he's quoting Jeremiah. The Holy Ghost was reminding Paul of this new covenant by quoting Jeremiah. He said, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their heart and in their minds I will write them. In their minds I will do what? I will write them. I will write these laws in their mind. So as a New Testament believer, listen carefully, the love of Christ is written in your heart. The love of Christ is written in your mind. His word is written in your heart and in your mind. Have we forgotten David under the old covenant in Psalm 119? He said, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Look at that. Oh. Now, people of God, listen carefully. This is David. Under the old covenant, Psalm 119, saying that he has hidden the word of God in his heart so that he will not sin against the Lord. So if David in the old covenant knew this truth, it would be a shame on those of us in the new covenant to ignore this truth and not even try to accept it. He said, I will write my laws, the laws of the new covenant, is you will love the Lord, you will love your neighbor as Christ has loved you. He said, love one another as Christ has loved you. That law is written in your heart. That law is written in your mind. And because that law is written in your heart and in your mind, 
you don't have the capacity to sin. Hallelujah. You don't have the capacity to do what? To sin. Any man sinning is sinning because he wants to sin, not because sin is stronger than him. Any man that is sinning is sinning. Any Christian involved in sin is doing it because he chose to do it, not because sin has power over him. According to Romans chapter 6, and sin shall have no dominion over you because you are not under the law, you are under grace. Under grace, the cure of sin is the love of the Father written in your heart and in your mind. And that is the basis of the new covenant. Praise the Lord. Verse 17, is it, and their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. You see that? You see that Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17, quoted Jeremiah straight. And their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Why? Because his laws are now written in your heart. They are no longer written on a tablet, on stones. They are no longer on stones. They are now in your heart. They are now in your heart. And remember the golden rule in Romans 10.10. 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You see, so with your heart, you believe that the love of Christ is written in your heart, written in your mind, and with your mouth you confess that to actualize your deliverance. You confess that to be free from sin. That is why when we started in uh, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6, uh, Proverbs 16, verse 6, it said, by loving devotion and truth, sin is purged. It said, okay, just put it this way, it said, by mercy and truth. So, by the love of the Father, by his loving devotion, your sins are purged forever. Your sins are washed away forever. He will not remember your sins forever. Why? Because that word mercy is translated loving devotion or his love and the scripture said that you have been accepted you are in that love you are in that love who is the beloved who is the beloved christ jesus you and i we have been accepted in christ jesus because we have been accepted in christ jesus sin doesn't have dominion over us we can walk free from sin we can live a life free from sin Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 18 of Roman, uh, Hebrews 10 says that, Now where remission of this is, there is no more offering for what? For sin. There is no more offering for sin. It's, look, we have to understand scriptures. The reason why in the Old Testament their sins were not paid was that there was always an offering for sin. Every year they have to offer an offering for sin. But under the new covenant, the offering for sin was offered once and for all. There is no more an offering for sin. Why? Because you are no longer in a position to sin. You are not in the beloved. You are not dwelling in the mercies of God. You are dwelling in the love of God. You are dwelling where? In the love of God. You are dwelling in the love of God. It is your security. It is your stronghold. It is your deliverance. It is your fortress. It is your refuge. It is your power. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are dwelling in the love of the Father, which is your security, which is your deliverance. Glory to God. You see, that is why in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, when they were confronted with three powerful nations, I mean, three powerful nations, all they could say, Joseph has said, Lord, we have no might against this company of army that has come against us. But our trust is in you. We look up unto you, Lord. And then Joseph has set singers. He puts musicians together. And as they began to sing and to say, praise ye the Lord. You see, praise ye the Lord. Can just say, praise ye the Lord for his mercy endures forever. But I told you that word is translated loving devotion in the new translations. He said, praise ye the Lord for his love endures forever. Praise ye the Lord for his love endures forever. Praise ye the Lord for his love endures forever. And as they were saying that and repeating that God set ambushments against their enemies, believing that the love of Christ is written in your heart is a confirmation and the actualization of the new covenant. He said, I will write the law of the new covenant in your heart and in your mind. I will write it in your heart and in your mind. So God's love is written in your heart and in your mind. And with your heart, you believe in God's love. And with your mouth, you confess God's love for deliverance to take place, for healings to take place, for, for provisions and blessings to take place. You confess it. And that's what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 5. He said, be you followers of God as dear children. Walk in love. Do what? He said, walk in love. You follow God by walking in love. Why? Because his love is written in your heart and in your mind. Hallelujah. That is the foundation of the new covenant. That is the foundation of the new covenant. Praise ye the Lord. His loving devotion endures forever. His loving devotion endures forever. And that is what the book of Romans was able to say that Paul by the Holy Ghost said in the book of Romans, Romans 5, and love maketh not, as if and hope maketh not ashamed. Why? The love of God is shed abroad, is poured into your heart, written and engraven in your heart. The love of Christ is engraven in your heart and in your mind. You believe in his love and you confess his love to free yourself from every satanic entanglement. Hallelujah. You, you believe in his love, you confess his love to free yourself from every satanic entanglement. Look, listen, this is mysteries that God is revealing for these last days. Look at uh, Matthew 24, what Jesus said. In the last days, the love of many shall was cold. You see that? So if the enemy cannot deal with the love of God in you, man, he can't deal with you. He can't, do, he can't deal with you. If he cannot deal with God's love in your heart, he can't deal with you. He said, in the last days, the love of many shall was cold. Iniquity shall abound. Many will be lovers of themselves. You see that? Many will be lovers of themselves. So if, if, if 
there is anything the devil will, be, will want to do in your life, he will want to work you to a point where you disbelieve God's love. If there is any place the enemy will want to work, let me tell you something. The devil is not all that stupid though. <laughs> He's very crafty. If there is one place the devil will like to work you on, to take you on, is on the love of God. He will work your mind and work it over and over and over and over again for you to come to a point where you easily believe that God's, God doesn't love you much. Yeah, that he has forgiven your sins, but that's all about it. And that when you die, you make it heaven. But as for all that you are going through, God doesn't care about you. And that is what the devil has been doing to so many believers. He has been working them in that area. He has worked their minds to believing that God doesn't love them. But that is a lie. You have been accepted into the love of Christ. You have been accepted into the love of the Father. His love is written in your heart. His love is written in your mind. That is the essence of the new covenant. That is the foundation of the new covenant. And if you have been following us in this series, you will notice that we said in the book of Deuteronomy, he, 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 they could not love God with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their mind. Why? Because their hearts were not circumcised. You know that circumcision has to do with cutting. Their hearts were not circumcised. But in the new covenant, our hearts has been circumcised by the pouring of his love into our heart. Not only that, it has been engraven, it has been written with the pen of the Holy Ghost, with the ink of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. With the ink of the Holy Ghost, the Father wrote his love in your heart. This is my beloved son. This is my beloved daughter in whom I am well placed. This is my beloved child in whom I am well placed. Not only did he write it in your heart, he wrote it in your mind. That's what Paul said that we should renew our mind. We should renew our mind. We should be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you have to renew your mind every day concerning the love of Christ that is written in your mind, that is written in your heart. You have to renew it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you will notice that Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17, the word I will be merciful was not used. But then if you go to Hebrews chapter 8, if you go backwards, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12, you will see, you, you will see it here. It says, Hallelujah. If you start from verse 10, he spoke about writing the law in their minds and in their heart. You see that? In Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10, he spoke about the law written in their heart, written in their mind. Verse 11, he said they will no longer be teaching each one another. They will no longer be forcing one another to know God. They will all know God from the least of them to the greatest of them. Why? Because his love is written in their heart. And then the scripture went on to say, Verse 12, for I will be merciful to all their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities I will remember no more. You see that here, the writer brought the word merciful. But if you go to verse 17 of chapter 10, the word merciful was not there. They are both right. They are both what? They are both right. 
because the word merciful, it, that's why I say if you search for this word with strong numbers, you will see it there. You will see the word merciful. It's not in strong numbers. But what the writers was trying to tell us is this, and this is my own opinion. You can study, you can go and study this for yourself, and I believe the Holy Ghost will give you understanding. But this is my own opinion. The word merciful there is, I believe that this word is also, it, it, it can also be traced or has its root with the word loving devotion or loving kindness because you have been accepted in his love because you have been accepted in his loving kindness in his loving devotion your sins and your iniquities he will remember no more because you are dwelling in his love his love is in you his love is written in your heart his love is written in your mind your sins and your iniquities he will remember no more not only that you don't have the capacity to sin period you don't have the capacity to walk in sin praise the lord hallelujah So it is very important for, for us to understand this as New Testament believers. His love is everything you ever desire on this earth. His love is what is everything you ever desire on this earth. There is a hunger that is so dangerous that no matter how many times if every nation of this earth should all concentrate on farming, they will not still be able to cure this hunger. It is not the hunger for food. It is not the hunger for what? It is not the hunger for food. It is the hunger for love. Amen? It is the hunger for love. It is, that is the, that is the hunger that is killing so many people out there. They want to be loved, so they go and reshape their bodies. They want to be loved, they go and do all kinds of things. What we call fashion is not fashion. It's all craving for love. Oh, this is a new trend. This, this is not a new trend. It's all craving for love. <laughs> Amen? What is going out there in the world? That this one is the latest. This one is the this. This one. It is all cravings for love. And there's only one place that the hunger for love can be cured. It's in Christ Jesus. Only Christ Jesus can cure the hunger for love in every human heart and every human soul. No amount of policies no government, no, no policies, no rules can cure this hunger. Hallelujah. And we are the agents of his love. We are the agents of his what? His love. We are the agents of God's love. Why? That love has been written in our heart. That love has been written in our minds. And we can take it out there. And distribute it to whosoever will listen to us. Hallelujah. We can do what? We can take his love and distribute it to whosoever would listen to us. If you think leprosy is dangerous, 
Wait till you find a man with that love. He is more dangerous and he smells so bad than a man with leprosy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A man with that love in his heart, a man without the love of Christ is a dangerous man. It's a dangerous man. No matter how morally good that man is, it is the love of Christ that will change everything about him. Praise the Lord. Lamentation chapter 3, as we begin to run up. Lamentation chapter 3. Praise the Lord. You have been accepted in the beloved. You cannot fail in life. Lamentation. Go with me to Lamentation. Lamentation is just before, if you know where, um, how they call it. If you can find Jeremiah, you will find Lamentation. Praise the Lord. Lamentation chapter 3. Verse Twenty-two, Lamentation three twenty-two. He says, "It is of the Lord's message that we are not consumed." Hallelujah! It is of what the Lord's message that we are not consumed. Uh, now, you 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 want to read this in the New Translations, and watch what they said here. Lamentation three twenty-two. He says, because of the loving devotion of the Lord, we are not consumed. Hallelujah. How many of you watching right now truly desire God to touch you? You truly desire the touch of God. How many of you listening right now truly wants to experience the touch of God? You want to experience the hand of God. You want to experience the power of God. Pay attention carefully. He says, because of the loving devotion of the Father, we are not consumed. So whatever tries to consume you, whatever tries to oppress you, whatever tries to stand your way, do as the children of Israel did in 2 Chronicles 20, 20. As they began to sing, as they began to praise him and to sing, praise ye the Lord for his loving devotion and dearness forever. They saw the hand of God. It is the loving devotion of the Father for me and for you that we are not consumed. Man, that is the key to your deliverance. That is the key to your healing. That is the key to your prosperity. That is the key to your protections. That is the key to your liberty in Christ. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. This is the truth about you. That because of the loving devotion of the Father for you, you are not consumed. You are not consumed. You cannot be consumed. You cannot be oppressed. You cannot be sick. That is the truth. Hallelujah. 
this loving devotion of the Father is in your heart, is written in your heart, is written in your mind, is written in your heart and in your mind. So whatever is tormenting you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be thou loosed in Jesus' name. Every handwriting of the enemy upon your life by the loving devotion of the Father, I command that handwriting erased in Jesus' name. Every ordinance that the enemy has prescribed and inscribed against you, they are erased by the love of the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. He has written his love in your heart. He has written his love in your mind. Therefore, whatever the devil has written against you, whatever the devil wrote against your destiny, I command it erased. I command it erased. I command it erased. I command it erased. It is erased. It is erased in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We are told in Colossians chapter 2 that Jesus wiped out the handwriting of ordinances that were against us and contrary to us. He wiped them out because of his loving devotion. He wiped them out because of his loving devotion. Therefore, any one of you listening, watching right now, any satanic handwriting upon your life, any satanic handwriting upon your marriage, any satanic handwriting upon your health, any satanic handwriting upon your finances, upon your destiny, I command it erased by the loving devotion of the Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is erased right now. That demonic handwriting is erased. That demonic handwriting upon your life. Look, listen carefully. Whatever has been written in the realm of the spirit against you, whatever has been written in the demonic world, married kingdom, against your destiny, it is erased right now by the power of the Holy Ghost. It is erased by the loving devotion of the Father. By the loving devotion of the Father for your life. Every demonic handwriting against you. Every demonic writings against you. They are erased by fire in Jesus name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. They are erased. They are erased. They are erased. Receive it right now. Receive it right now. Receive your deliverance. Receive your deliverance. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. You are loose. You are set free by the power of the Holy Ghost. You are cleansed. You are made whole. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, because of the loving devotion of the Father, because of the loving devotion of the Father, you are free in the name of Jesus Christ. You are free in Jesus' name. You are free in Jesus' name. You are free in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. Whatever is written against your life, whether humanly written, diabolically written, demonically written, satanically written, they are all erased by the loving devotion of the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. From the crown of your head to the source of your feet, be free by the power of the Holy Ghost. Be free by the power of the Holy Ghost. Be free by the power of the Holy Ghost. Be free by the power of the Holy Ghost. Be free in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I feel the unction of the Holy Ghost right now going through these airways, bringing healing and deliverance to everyone watching, to everyone listening right now. You are set free by the power of the Holy Ghost. It doesn't matter how long you have been in that situation. I have good news for you. Because of the loving devotion of the Father, you are loosed in Jesus' name. Because of the loving devotion of the Father for you, because His love is written in your heart and in your mind, you are set free by the power of the Holy Ghost. You are healed in Jesus' name. You are loosed in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The fire of God is upon you right now. Burning of that child. Burning of that sickness in your body. Consuming that force that has been eating you up. Destroying that demonic plantings in your bodies, in your minds, in your souls. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, miracles are taking place right now. Healings are taking place right now. Somebody is healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody is set free in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody is loosed in the name of Jesus Christ. Your soul is loose. There is liberty in your soul right now. The word of God says, wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is liberty in someone's spirit right now. There is liberty in your spirit, liberty in your spirit, liberty in your mind, liberty in your spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive it right now, receive it right now, receive it right now. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Because of the loving devotion of the Father, because of the loving devotion of the Father, you are not consumed. You are delivered. You are set free. You are made whole. You are cleansed. You are purified. You are blessed in the name of Jesus Christ because of his loving devotion. And that love is written in your heart. That love is written in your mind. It's written in your heart and in your mind. It's written in your heart and in your mind. So receive whatever you desire from the Father. Receive it right now. Receive it right now. His love cannot fail. His love for you cannot fail. His love for you cannot fail. Therefore, you are not a failure. You cannot fail in this life. You cannot remain bound. No, you cannot remain bound. I loosed you in Jesus' name. I loosed you in Jesus' name. From the crown of your head, the source of your feet, I loosed you from that demonic chain, from that oppression, from that depression, from that occultic power, from that ancestral curse. 
You are loosed in Jesus' name. You are loose. You are loose. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are loosed by the power of the Holy Ghost. You are loosed in Jesus' name. You are loosed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, look, look, which one is more difficult? If because you are in the love, you are dwelling in God's love, God's love written in your heart and in your mind, God will not remember your sins again. Which one is difficult? For him not to remember your sins anymore and to set you free from that bondage. Which one is difficult? Which one is difficult? Hallelujah. I have goodness for you. You are loosed in Jesus' name by the power of the Holy Ghost. The chains are broken over your life, over your soul, over your mind. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive that miracle right now. Receive that miracle right now. Receive that deliverance right now. Receive that healing right now. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever it is that you are looking for, receive it by the power of the Holy Ghost. Receive it by the power of the Holy Ghost. Receive it right now. Receive it. It is yours. Receive it. That miracle is yours. That miracle is yours in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You have been accepted in the beloved. In the beloved, you have redemption and forgiveness of sins once and for all. In the beloved, you have redemption and forgiveness of your sins once and for all. Let me repeat it again. You have been accepted in the beloved of the Father. And in the beloved, you have redemption and the forgiveness of your sins once and for all. Therefore, rise up and manifest the love of the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. I bless you today. I bless the work of your hands. I bless your families. I bless your children in the name of Jesus Christ. You will encounter great favor. Before this year is over, as you also begin to believe that the devotion love of the Father brings healing and deliverance to you, you will encounter great favor in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Listen carefully. We still have more than a month plus a few days to go before this year is over. I believe strongly in my spirit that you will encounter that miracle that you have believed God for. This month, this year will not be over until that miracle has been delivered into your hands. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice and give God thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. And I want you to begin to confess the Lord is good.
and his loving devotion for me is forever. Praise the Lord. His loving devotion for me is forever. Praise the Lord. His loving devotion for me is forever. Praise the Lord. His loving devotion for me is forever. As you begin to speak those words, I see you breaking forth in every area of your life. Breaking forth to your left, breaking forth to your right. I see miracles happening in your life. I see God setting ambushments against your enemies. I see God manifesting his power in your life. Praise the Lord for his loving devotion is forever. Praise ye the Lord for his loving devotion is forever. Praise ye the Lord. I mean, say that to yourself continuously. Praise ye the Lord for his loving devotion for me is forever. Praise the Lord for his loving devotion for me is forever. Praise the Lord for his loving devotion for me is forever. Praise the Lord for his loving devotion for me is forever. Keep saying that every day, every minute. And you will see the goodness of God. You will see the favor of God. You will see the hand of God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. I'm so excited that you were able to join us today to be part of the word of life. To be a partaker of the divine nature of Christ that is in his word. I'm so glad. I know something miraculous has happened in your life. Please, we want to hear your testimonies. We want to hear your testimony. Share your testimony with us. What God is doing in your life through these teachings. Hallelujah. But I know for sure somebody has been set free. Somebody has been delivered. Somebody has received their healing, their miracles. Share your testimony with us in Jesus' precious name. Before we end this broadcast, if you are watching us or you'll be watching us later, but you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, or maybe you turn your back against the Lord because things were difficult for you, you didn't understand God, but now you want to receive Jesus back into your life. You want to receive the Lord as your Lord and Savior. You want to, to, to smoothen your relationship with him. Pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for your devotional love for me. I thank you that this love is forever. And that you have poured this love into my heart. You wrote it in my heart and in my mind. And I accept it and I receive it right now. You are my Lord and my Savior. I receive you into my heart from this day. I will serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for accepting me into your love. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you have prayed this prayer, please let us know. We want to reach out to you. We want to help you grow in your love and help you stand and walk in faith. That is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' precious name. And please also share your testimonies. Whatever the Lord is doing in your life, through these teachings, through this ministry. Please share it with us. Let us know. I know your testimony will encourage someone. Your testimony will bless someone. Your testimony of healing and deliverance will reproduce itself and bring healing and deliverance to somebody else in Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. Please join us again next week 
as we run up our series in these teachings. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. This week, you will encounter double honor. God will honor you. For your shame, you will, you will receive double. Double blessings, double favor, double anointing, double wisdom. It's your portion this week in Jesus' name. Peace. Shalom.